guys who brought literally if my sister brought him home I'd be terrified <laughs> but he but- guys we're back we've just sat and watched an offensive display from the bears that i would say moved me emotionally i'm feeling i'm feeling pretty good after that loss again this is another loss but i'm feeling pretty good um and everything's pointing in the sort of right direction uh for the most part offensively but listen we're here we're going to break down what we just watched i'm joined by Noel. Noel, how you doing how did you find that game Amazing. I mean, I know, and I know, as you said, we lost. But I mean, what, what a, what a turnaround after the way the season started. To know that, you know, maybe we do have an offense now, and maybe things are clicking from Getzy down to the players, and you know, just to sit back and and watch a game like that, and to have complete confidence that your team could go and actually drive down the field and score is something that you know I don't think we're that used to. You know, we're not that used to it happening in the last few years. So it's it's. Yeah, all good. Great to see it anyway. Yeah, and, and I think that's it as well, is every time the Bears were on the attack offensively, you thought, we can get something here. We can get, you know, and it's not even just like, oh, you know, if we can get get three points or whatever. It got to that point where you're just like, yeah, so if they've scored, we just need to keep scoring as well. And eventually, it'll outweigh itself and we'll kind of get there. But yeah, I mean, Justin Fields was just phenomenal again today. Um, looking at his stat line, 17 for 28, 123 yards passing, three touchdowns. Uh, and then again on, on the ground, 178 yards <laughs> on the ground from Justin Fields alone. Never mind any of the other running backs. 178 yards and a touchdown, 106.7 passer rating. I mean, in terms of looking at this situation and asking the question, do the Bears have their QB? I would, I've got to say the Bears have their QB. That, for me, the, the last four weeks especially, come, come, going from the Washington game uh, and, uh, and uh, the Patriots, the Cowboys, and now this game, it's just been building and building and building and going in the up, upward trajectory. And for me, he looks like a guy who's building the confidence, and I think that's what's really spurring him on. He's building the confidence. He's getting used to the offense, and the offense has also been tailored to him. But at the moment, I mean, he, he's looking like the best draft pick out of them all, uh, those quarterbacks that were taken a couple of years back. Absolutely. I was just going to say that them very words, he's starting to, to kind of distinguish himself ahead of all those other players who, who went, you know, those four other players who went in the first round with him and all the discussion about who was, who was best and this and that. And for the moment, as you say, the, the Bears seem to have found 
the right way to build this offense around fields. Obviously, there's more designed runs. There's a lot of runs that aren't designed, but you can just see he's getting more comfortable feeling the pressure, knowing what's around him, and, and knowing when it's right to take off. And it, it just all parts of it just kind of do seem to be coming together, which, look, it's, it's, it's not unexpected. It's, what, week eight now, you know, it obviously takes time for new new systems to take place and players to get to know each other. And and let's be honest, he wasn't utilized correct, correctly last year by the old regime. So that does him no favors. So to see these guys now coming in and, and actually putting in plays that suit what he does and giving them then the chance to, to do what he needs to do on the field if things break down, it's, again... The, if anyone questions whether we have a quarterback now, then I don't know what games they're watching because he is probably at the moment one of the most exciting players to watch in the NFL. I mean, that 60-yard touchdown run was was fantastic. And it's not the first time he had a similar one against, was it maybe the Vikings, but it was pulled back for a... The, the block Wooden, in the back. I think it was, uh, I was blocking, yeah, blocking the back. Yeah, I think it was... Yeah, right. I can't remember the receiver's name who's since been released because he's... Yeah, Smith Mar Marset, it was wasn't it? that's yeah. it. Yes. So I mean, it's 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 not even like it's a fluke. It's you know he's done it before, and yep. that's the kind of talent level that that this kid has, and you can only see him getting stronger as he continues to develop his game, and and everything continues to kind of click and come together. So look, when's the last time it's been really exciting times for the Chicago Bears and a quarterback? Yeah, you know, enjoy it while it's happening. This is it. And and the thing is, well, you have to look at the situation and see he's effectively doing all this pretty much on his own. Um, you know, we've got questionable play at the offensive line position. Um, that reared its head again today um, in several occasions. And the offense and the sort of the wide receivers are um, up until this point, you know, they've been sort of below par. You've seen Chase Claypool come in today. Obviously, he got his, his debut. He had two receptions for 13 yards. We didn't really think he was going to get involved too much in the game uh, based off the fact that, you know, he's literally just come into the, the building within the last week. Not got to grips to, uh, with the um, uh, playbook um, and obviously just needs a bit of time to kind of get used to playing with the, the players that are, he's got there. However, he played probably more than I thought he was going to play. Um, you know, just just based on that as well. He also had that one rush for for four yards as well on the, I think it was the end of the round. So, you know, it, once you get him playing more um, and making solid contributions, um, I think you can really see the, the sort of passing game blossom a bit. Um, and and obviously, you know, we've seen a bit of that today. The touchdown of Mooney was just sublime. Um, and arguably, you could say that, you know, Clay, well, it's not arguably, it's absolutely definite. Um, the Bears were absolutely screwed over by the referees on that pass interference call towards the end of the game on Claypool. Um, you know, he's getting up there. He's doing what he needs to do. The, the cornerback is all over him. He's got his hands around his waist. And the question I've got is, how come we don't get that call? But the Dolphins got that a very similar call. Um, earlier on in the fourth quarter, and actually the one that they got, I would argue, probably wasn't as as clear cut as the one on Claypool. What's going on there? What's what's your view on that? 
yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, they, they didn't have a good day, the officials, well, <laughs> were officiating towards us anyway, because there were two calls not long before that in consecutive plays where I think one was should have been intentional rounding for me anyway. I don't I don't see that as not being it. And then, as you say, straight away then, the next play, I think, is the bomb, which Eddie Jackson gets called on for pass interference, which was, I mean, harsh isn't even the word to use. You know, it was... Look, I, d- I don't know. These things just happen. The officiating, we know, is up and down. I mean, it's it's, it's not the best. I, I, all you can do is keep going, Tony. You know that kind of way. I mean, they are such bad calls. I mean, for us driving, who knows how that last drive goes if they um, if they correctly call that pass interference on Claypool. Maybe we even get to, to field goal, goal range and we get a, you know, the brought it into um, overtime. But look, no, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you could go mad trying to figure out why referees and, and officials make the decisions they make. I mean, at the end of the day, I guess you just go out there and you, you try and win the game and, and take it away from them. But I mean, it is. It's disappointing. Even on a game like tonight where I know from our texts and everything, we're all so happy watching this offense. And and it's, it's a shame that sours it a bit just at the end when you think who knows what could have happened if they if they make that call. But yeah, look, you move on. You, you just deal with it and move on because... Otherwise, what else can you do, you know? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, yeah, I'm sort of loath to put it all on the the referees because at the end of the day, it was, it was a couple of calls, fair enough, and there was a couple of calls that were big yardage calls. Um, however, you have to look at the entirety of the game and you have to say that for all the Bears were good offensively, the same defensive issues were, were, were present there. Um, you know, the front seven for me, we've, we've spoke about this for weeks, you know they're not good enough. They weren't good enough when Roquan Smith was was there. Um, th- th- those issues sort of continued to, to to exist. Um, in terms of the defensive line, they're getting absolutely no penetration. Again, another week of no sacks. Um, that is a, an area that I think has to be upgraded in the draft. That has to be upgraded upgraded early in the draft. Um, and they have to look for people that can actually break through and make an impact. Sure, Justin Jones had a few good plays, but for playing that three technique position, which is so important in this defense, it doesn't do enough for me personally. Um, you know, the the questions were going to be there in terms of, well, Roquan Smith has gone this week. What does that mean for the defense in terms of what they're able to do? And I suppose if you look, they only gave up 77 yards on the ground rushing, um, which wasn't terrible. Um, the problem is, is we were going into the game and we were looking at, Dolphins, we thought, well, they're probably not going to run it that much either. They're going to rely on the passing game, which they did. And it was those sort of over-the-middle balls that kept coming in that, that we weren't dealing with. Um, you know, whether or not Roquan Smith would have made a difference here, I don't know. Um, he, he had eight games prior to this week to prove that he would make a difference. And really, he only had a couple of games where he really stood out. But what are your thoughts on, you know, watching the game, watching the replacement for Roquan in there? Do you think it would have made a huge difference with him being there? Or do you think it probably would have ended in the same sort of, you know, 35 points given up? Yeah, I don't, I don't see it being much different if Roquan is in there, to be honest with you. Like you said, Tony, up front, it all starts up front. 
And if they're not getting pressure up front and, and quarterbacks like two at a given time, especially with the weapons he has, then that just filters down to the rest of the defense. You know, it puts everyone else under pressure. You need to be getting constant pressure on these quarterbacks and, and knocking them out of the rhythm. Tua had so much time to pick players, and he has players like Waddle and, and Hill to pick. You're in trouble. The linebackers, there was the odd kind of flash tonight, but in general, I think they got picked on at times during the games as well and didn't look the greatest. Look, it's we, we know what this defense is. It's been very clear since Hicks, Mack, you know, and then Quinn and Smith were gone. We know they're going to struggle there. And I think you're, you're right. There'll be players drafted high for this defense. I think they're going to put a lot of money into that defensive front as well in, in free agency. They have a lot of money to spend. And I think you will probably see a bit of money spent on that. Um, but it, it needs to be done. But again, I think even through our chat, no one is getting too down on it because, as I say, we know what this defense is. We can see what they're doing. It's, it's being completely gutted. I'm going to be built back up again. So I think we're probably going to find one or two more games this season where we're going to be sitting back watching similar. Now, in saying that, what I will say is these are professional players and you still cannot let, even a good team, you still cannot let them score on every single possession. I think they, on the four, six or seven possessions, they missed a field goal and got a touchdown on the others. I think it was the first five or six. That's not good enough. I mean, that, I know, as I said, we know what the defense is and has to get better. They still need to do better than that. You still need to be stopping them more than that. So that's something, obviously, Eberflus and, you know, the coaches there are going to have to go back and work on and they're going to have to look at doing something because, you know, that's not something you want to be watching every week. Yeah. But again, it, it'll it'll develop. They're, this is not going to be the defense we're going to be looking at next year. And I think for the majority of the season, we're probably just going to be lucky enough to be able to look at this offense and concentrate on that and just hope the defense can do something in, in most games, if you know what I mean. And, you know, we'll, we'll kind of see how they develop from here. But, yeah, it's 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 a tough watch at times. It really is. Um, and the, as you say, you can't do this every week. We can't be giving up 30-odd points every week. Um, and having to put the, the, the offense under the pressure of having to score 30-odd points every week. Now, looking at the offense, I feel like they're in a situation where <laughs> it doesn't look like they're under so much pressure to score points. They just seem to be flowing at the moment. But when I say offense, I use the term loosely at the moment. I mean Justin Fields. Um, he is basically just dragging us into, into situations where we can score points. You know, third-down conversions were tremendous again today especially from fields but you know and we talk about the the offense being you know looking a lot better but you just have to look at that last play of the game the the throw to um st brown and that's just a clear drop from the wide receiver he has to catch that yeah. he has to catch that for a guy who wants to prove that he wasn't given enough opportunities in green bay and if he comes somewhere else he can make an impact he needs to catch that ball smith Mar marset or whatever the bloody hell his name was, Marquette, Marset, doesn't matter. He was fucking useless. <laughs> he he didn't last long in this team because of mistakes. And Sim Brown has to now prove that he can, can bounce back from this mistake and it not be a thing that continues to happen because they won't last long. You've seen the Bears are quite happy to drop the third round pick from the team altogether today. You know, healthy scratch. Some Brown's not he's he's less safe than 
than Jones Jr. is. So, you know, we need to see more from him. It's disappointing. It's, it's one, I say again, it's one play, but all these one plays add up to not winning. Uh, and that's that's the real difference here. I mean, next week we're going to be playing the Lions. They're not going to come out. <laughs> I don't think they're going to come out and score 30 points on us. You never know. But, you know, they've managed to get a good win again today against the uh, the the lads from up north. Um, they're on a five-game losing streak now. So the NFC North in itself, I mean, the Vikings are running away with it, as we thought they would. Um, it's very open other than that. Uh, you know, depending on which way things go, you're, you you could be looking at a second place finish in that that division, and I think at the moment, the, if the Bears manage to claw as much back as they can in their own division, and Justin Fields and the offense continue to develop, and the defense try to look a bit better, that's all we can kind of hope for for the rest of the season. But I really really worry about this front seven though, and I just don't know where the penetration is coming from. I don't know where how we're getting to the quarterback. I mean, I don't even have. The notes on me at the moment in terms of how many sacks the Bears have in the season, but in terms of sacks and quarterback pressures, I don't think they're very high to be honest with you. So it makes us very easy to play against because no one's getting to the quarterback. He's got plenty of time to throw. The defensive backs, for all they've been very good, and the past defense hasn't been horrendous, um, are having to stay on their man constantly. It's, it's a very exhausting way to play for a Bears defense. Um, can you, th- what, what, in terms of, we've got like another few games left in the season. We can't really acquire anybody unless it's a free agent. What do the Bears do defensively moving forward? Is there something, or is there someone sitting there in the reserves right now that you think we should probably give this guy a go? Because at the end of the day, it can't be much worse than it is. Yeah, I don't know. To be honest, Tony, I, it's, it's a bit of a dire situation when you kind of look at it overall in terms of the personnel. I know we we, we chat about whether maybe Weatherford could get a shot at a linebacker. Mm-hmm. You know, they obviously the Colts seem to to rank rank him kind of highly, and they, I think they were hoping to get him onto the practice squad, and and we kind of nipped in there. So maybe someone like that gets gets a chance to come in. I mean, look, the the, the it's really down now. To, to coaches working with these guys and, and and seeing what they can get out of them. I don't know what else you can really do at this stage. I mean, they are what they are, you know, and we've seen it a lot. I mean, we've seen the offense get better and better as the season went on, but we haven't seen that from the defense. And obviously we've lost the most experienced and, and top players, which I'm not complaining about. I absolutely see the game plan. And, you know, I think that that's just something we have to live with for this season because that's what these guys are doing in, in their first year to build up what they want. But yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what to do. I mean, at this stage, there's no harm. If you have someone sitting there, you know, who you're not sure about, who young player, I, I, I don't see the harm at this stage. And maybe giving them a run out because, as you say, there is just no pressure being put on up there. And once you don't get pressure on, that filters to everyone else. That, as, you, as you say, defensive backs then, you know, they're on their men, but how long can they stay on them? You know, mm-hmm. or, you know, but if the ball is, is coming out, like Tua has so much time, for example, tonight, that these guys have, have time to move about. And then, as you say, the defensive backs then are, are kind of tracking them. And, you know, at some point they're either holding them because, you know, they're getting a bit panicked or these players are getting away from them then. And Tua has the time to pick pick his pick his poison, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't, I don't know, Tony. I mean, coaching is, is all I can really see, you know, because as you said, there's no one out there. Who are you bringing in? 
you know, if there's any player out there who's good enough, they'd be with someone already. So, yeah, you know, it's yeah. It's an interesting one because I, I, I was I was reading something on Twitter the other day about how we always moaned at Matt Nagy for trying to fit round pegs and square holes in the offense. Is Matt Eberflus doing the same thing with the defense, or Alan Williams? You know, are, are they are they trying too hard to, you know, enforce whatever it is sort of defense that they they want to enforce? You know, based on their ideology, should they maybe fit, you know change things up based on the players they've got? Try and play to their strengths. It's an it's a difficult question to ask, to be honest with you, because again, I I guess I don't know personally what I would do to change things. It would have to be a sort of schematic thing. Again, I'm not a defensive guy, a defense, you know, I'm not that kind of that way minded. So I'm not really sure personally, but, you know, it's, you're looking at a situation where the Bears are in positions to win every week. And nine times out of 10, the reason why we're not winning is because the defense are giving up too many points, blown plays, all that kind of stuff. And I know we're, playing the long game here, but the Bears offense, sorry, the Bears coaching and the organization in general want to win right now. They do want to win. Um, and the questions will be asked over should you have made changes defensively earlier or should you have done this, that, or the next thing? Questions will be asked over whether they should have traded Robert Quinn or Roquan Smith and all these kind of things. And I think it's easy to react dramatically immediately after the game and say, oh, well, if Roquan Smith is there or if Robert Quinn was there, then things would have been different. I just don't, I just personally don't feel that way. I think it's more to do with the players, that the other players that are surrounding them as well, not being good enough. No doubt there's got to be questions over coaching as well. But for me, I think it's individual player skill. You look at Al-Qadim Muhammad this week. I don't. I think he's the effort was low. Um, you know the the the, the guys that are playing. Um, you know Jack Sanborn was in there today. Arguably played okay for his first start, but I remember one of the one of the play calls, and he was covering. Uh, it, was, it was either Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle um, on the on the pass play, and I'm like, I'm sorry, but that's your that's your middle linebacker who's covering the shit-hot wide receiver who's, you know, super fast. That very, you know, Is that the one yeah. where he ended up tackling him from behind as he got away? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that so, 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 yeah, so yeah. In, in that sense, you have to sort of call out the coaching as well a wee bit. But, you know, end of the day, we need to sort of take the good with the bad this season. And I think that's the important part is to kind of look forward to the fact that arguably, I would say we definitely have our QB now. And it's all about sort of building around him, but we'll also have an opportunity in these, the off season to to replenish that uh, defensive line um, and sort of try and get players in that fit the system more than, than we have at the moment. But yeah, so we're going into the Lions next week. I'm pretty sure the game's in Detroit. Uh, they've just come off of their, their their sort of big win against the Packers. How do you see this team sort of progressing from here? You know, based on the fact that we've built a really, really good kind of set of results, good momentum over the last four games, and against better opposition, then you know th- this this is always going to be the sort of tough run of games. I know we've still got the Bills and Eagles to go, but um, what are your sort of thoughts on where this team can go between now and the end of the year? Yeah, I mean this this team will go to be honest wherever Justin Fields takes it now at this stage. I mean that we're going to be we're going to be relying on the offense 
a lot for the rest of the season, which is so strange as a Bears fan to say you'll be relying on the offense to, to win games. If this defense can at least step up and be, be just about average, you then have the confidence that, you know, after what we've seen for the last three weeks, that this offense isn't a flash in the pan. These guys really are developing and going forward. And they look like they can score a lot of points. Like We've played some good defenses. Dallas have a really good defense. You know, and they did what they did. The Colts have a, or sorry, the Pats have a good defense, and I think that Miami, which should have been there as well today, is 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 a good defense. They have some really good cornerbacks as well. So I think it's not a flash in the pan. It's not like we've been playing poor teams. This offense is showing that you know, when in the right situation, when when the you know they're going, they can really go against anybody. Now Claypool will get better over the next few weeks. It was encouraging to see him in today. I think it was nice to see him start just to kind of put the the Dolphins back on their heels to say, yeah, he is playing now. So you do have to worry about him and Mooney. And, you know, he, he done okay for the few few plays he had and kind of settling in. Um, yeah, it's, it's just important that this offense keeps going because even against the Lions who, I mean, the Lions are crazy. At the start of the year, they were scoring points for fun. Then suddenly they were being shut out and not scoring at all. So it's it's hard to know what they're going to be like next weekend. But I think our defense, unfortunately, will give teams a chance to, you know, rack up yards and, and points. So we're going to be hoping that the offense can maybe outscore some of these teams. Now, yeah. again, if the defense can step up, if they can just up their game just to, you know, average, that could give us a much, much better chance. If they can just slope teams down, you know, stop them the odd time and, and not let them score every possession, you know, maybe this offense can take advantage of that. Well, look, that's going to be the fun thing for the rest of the year now to watch. Is is this it? Is this offense? Um, again, for me, I, I wasn't expecting much from the defense, especially when they made the changes they made. I think the, the guys, as you say, they want to win. They absolutely, of course, they want to win. But I still think they've made changes, essentially short-term short -term pain for long-term gain is what the way I see it. They had to have known there was going to be a drop-off, even though they'll never say it. And they love, as Paul said, you know, there's no excuse for the defense to drop off. But realistically, they had to have known that, that you know, this was coming down the tracks. So, look, if the defense can just be average, if they can just try and step the game up a bit, whether it's coaches putting them in different positions or, or doing something a little bit different just to try and get them an edge, then hopefully this offense will just keep going and will put up points. And we might get a few shootouts before the end of the season to at least keep it fun and interesting and, and something to be positive about for, for next. No, I don't be talking about next season or halfway through this season, but still you do kind of have to look that way that if this offense keeps going, then we can be positive that things are in the, going in the right way. And hopefully over the next few years, We'll have a good young team with a, with a good solid base to kind of work off of. Yeah, hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. Um, it'll be interesting to see how we try and sort of develop this as we move into the next uh, next kind of, of the second half of the season. But guys, um, I know a few of you are over on uh, Twitter just now. If you want to come over onto YouTube, get your comments in the chat. Also, we're going to be on for another few minutes here. If anyone's got any questions. Uh, they want to put to myself or Noel or any points you want to make at all, just stick them in the comments there and we will read them out or certainly try to answer your questions. Um, I, it, it's, it's a situation just now where I feel like the Bears are moving in the right direction, um, but we're, we're, we're playing a game of thin 
thin margins. You know, if you take away that punt block with a touchdown at the end of it, we win the game. You know, and and it can again. I, I know we go back to you can't just win it over one one thing that goes wrong, but that one thing that went wrong was a huge thing. You know, um, it and it, it's it's tough. It's tough for a team like the Bears because you're playing with limited sort of um, talent on both sides of the ball. Um, and this is all part of a rebuild, you know. But the encouraging thing for me is that it, the team seem to want to play in a certain way. They seem to have bought in to Eberflus. The offense seemed to have bought in to Luke Getzey. And and most importantly, Justin Fields just looks like a guy who can be a franchise quarterback in this league. I, I was looking at the teams today and I was th- thinking... Justin Fields is better than Tua, 100%. Yeah. If you had Justin Fields in that Miami Dolphins team, he would have scored a shit ton of points. Um, and for me, I, I I don't even think that anybody would disagree with you on that point, unless you're a, a Dolphins pr- fan, probably. But we, I think moving forward, and I, I don't think it's sensational to say that we've got the best quarterback situation in the NFC North. I mean, if you think about you know, Kirk Cousins, Obviously, it's Kirk Cousins, but for me, he's never been a reliable quarterback, especially in the big games. Um, and I know they're seven and one just now, but something tells me that it's just not going to go the way that they want. And I think it could come down to a Kirk Cousins issue. Um, you know, you Jared Goff in Detroit, but the likelihood is they're probably going to end up drafting a quarterback this year. Um, and I don't know who that would be. And then Aaron Rodgers, the situation in Green Bay just now is pretty horrific. Um, he's thrown all his team under the bus. Um, you can look at him on the field and you can see the frustration oozing out of him. Five-game losing streak. Um, I'm feeling pretty confident about uh, them visiting Soldier Field in a couple of weeks and has been able to pull out a win, to be honest with you. But what are your thoughts on on that then? Do you think the Bears are out of the teams in the NFC North? Based on what you've seen over the first half of the season, do you think we're better set up for the long term at the moment? Or do you think there's someone else that's still got that sort of mantle? No, I mean, look, we're going into this draft not worrying about a quarterback. Not only are we not worrying about a quarterback, we are absolutely over the moon of from our quarterback's performance. From the last couple of weeks, they have really have started to really pick pick up and, and take off. So that that's just a, a massive part right there. And then you have your quarterback, you're sorted. We have young receivers in Claypool and Mooney. I think we'll get better. Mooney showed again tonight, you know, I know the season started slow, but he is a really, really good player and he'll, he'll, he'll get paid anyway, hopefully, you know, and we'll hear for the next few years. Uh, Komet is starting to step up. He's finally looking like the, the tight end. I think we hoped we'd got three years ago, uh, but maybe that's a lot down to the way he's been used by Getty and, and the kind of the staff here. So that, that's great. So, I mean, on offense, you know, Herbert is an excellent running back. Montgomery, I kind of thought he'd be gone. Now I'm, I'm thinking he may get another another couple of years here. Mm. You know, it's, it's kind of strange, but who knows how it works out. But still, I think the core now of this offense, you know, we have good young wide receivers. We have a good young run, running back. We, <clears throat> excuse me, we have a tight end who now looks like he's actually starting to fulfill the promise who is still young and could have a really good career. On the offensive line, there's definitely still things to be done. But again, we have a couple of young players on there who are developing. I, I think Tevin Jenkins has been, over the course of the season, probably the best lineman 
I know you can talk PFF stats and this and that, but for me, the eye test is the most important. I mean, you watch him, he just plays the way you want your lineman to play. So I think he could develop and go on. So I think the Bears are in a really good position going forward. Even when you go on to defense, we have our, you know, our cornerback and, and safety and Brisker and Gordon, who are, you know, they're, they're rookies. They've had good days and bad days. But I think overall, you can see there are good players in there. So it's about getting better defensive players to work around them. But I think in general, this Bears roster, you know, it's got holes, but they know that. And those holes will be filled. But for me, the arrow is pointing up, especially on offense at the moment. Now, you know, I expect there'll be new wide receivers in there next year. Pettis, you know, has done well returning kicks. I don't know if he comes back or not purely as a wide receiver. Uh, you know, EQ... You know, he's probably still playing for a job to come back next year. That'll be interesting to see. And we haven't seen anything out of Pringle, obviously, through injury. So, you know, I expect we probably will have some new young wide receivers in there as well to, to help bolster that. So, uh, to be honest, Tony, I'm, I'm positive, you know. Who knows how things will go? But I, I am positive with the way they've kind of done things. And at the moment, this offense is, is on fire. So, you know, there's no reason to think that can't continue and that pieces can't be added to make it better and to make it the offense that, you know, for the next few years could really be something to be excited about and, and something that you just can't wait to watch every week. Yeah, exactly. And and I think that's probably the best, the best way to sort of de describe the situation. Just comment here from uh, Kia, Kia Lani. Uh, we have to take off our fanboy glasses off or just not have discussions as the Dolphins are not trading two away. But no wide receiver in the Dolphins is frustrated by their quarterback. Can't say that with ours. I mean, I, I'm not really sure what it is that you're trying to say here or, or if there's a question, but um, I don't think that I, I don't think there's wide receivers on the Bears at the moment that are always overly frustrated by their quarterback. Um, I think people understand the situation at the moment. Um, in terms of what we have at our disposable, disposal. Also, I think it's probably fairer to say that the quarterback's probably more frustrated at the wide receivers on the Chicago Bears roster than the other way about. That's just my take on it. Um, obviously, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but um, I don't think we've got fanboy glasses on here. Um, just, just overly big ones. Um, I just, I, 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 we, listen, we just call it like it is on, on this show. We just, and um, you know, if you if they came and listened to this this show after week two, we had people on the show who were very vocal about Justin Fields looking absolutely horrendous. And to be fair, he hadn't looked great on that in that game. But you have to have the sort of foresight to see the things that he is doing well, despite the obvious deficiencies in the offense, and how we can build on that moving forward. Um I, I get what you're saying here when you're saying you're you're one of these people that are worried about us being happy with a three and six record. Listen, no one wants to be losing games at all. You know, we want to win games, but end of the day, you have to look at the bigger picture here and think that well, the team's not filled with a lot of talent just now, and the most important position we have in the team is that a quarterback, and that's beginning to look better and better each week. Um, if we can get the situation where we can surround him with better talent, then it means that we can then get those wins. If you look at the, the losses we've had outside of the the Cowboys game, they've all been relatively close. 
you know, and and you know, you're talking about a few points here or there. So it's it's unfair to say that the the, the Bears are in a terrible situation. They're just in a situation where they're playing at a deficit, um, and their quarterbacks trying to sort of overcome that, especially on on offense. But but yeah, listen, thanks very much for for the comment there. Yeah, uh, sorry, Tony. Can I just that. come in on on that comment as well about being happy with a train six record? I mean, everything has to be taken in context. We have a new GM and front office who, you know, didn't have a full year to do their own scouting on players. We have a new offensive and defense coordinators with a new head coach. I mean, they they gutted the team to an extent. We saw Mack go, we saw Hicks go, we saw Robinson let go, we've seen Quinn, we've seen Smith. I mean, it's not that we're jumping up and down that we've won three games. It's the fact that this is a rebuild and it could have been a lot worse, but we're seeing these players fight. We're seeing these coaches put these players in good positions, good play calling. You know, they seem to have warmed to what Eberflus wants, you know, his his whole ethos and what he wants this team to be. And it, there's positives to be taken out of it. There, there's other teams who are worse than us this year who have established coaches and players and haven't got rid of all their top earners. I mean, you look at our... Look at our roster now at the moment. Look at what we're paying out. You know, we've got rid of all our high earners. We're not paying that. Bar Eddie Jackson, we're probably not paying anybody much money at all. We've so much money in dead cap. Like, this whole thing was a mess when these guys took over. They've started from the ground and they're working their way up. It's being rebuilt. And while it's being rebuilt, we're getting really, really positive signs from a quarterback who, you know, the last regime probably didn't put in the right position to develop. We're seeing, as I say, other younger players who are stepping up. And, you know, so you, you just take it in context. We're not dancing that we've won three games, but we're really happy that we see progress and we're really happy that we see things that going forward, if they continue to develop this way, could make this a very good football team. And I think they've done damn well for a team who have had all this change and got rid of these players and have that much dead cap and, you know, so I don't know. I mean, look, people can can fan whoever they want to fan. And if people want to be depressed at what they're seeing this year and they want to worry about a, a record of wins and losses, that's fair enough. That's not for me to tell you right or wrong. But if you're expecting this team to go out and win a lot of games with the moves that were made, I, you know what I mean? If you were expecting them to win something, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you were looking at. It was very, very clear with the moves they made what they were doing and they'll never come out and say you know we don't expect to win as many games they will come out and say we want to win every game and so they should but as i said reality is you know there's probably a lot of short-term pain expected with the moves they made for potentially long-term gain and i hope that's the way it works out but i don't see why people would be so upset about the win or loss record this year because it's clearly you know it's clearly a restart for this whole organization from top to bottom players right up to GM. And, you know, it's, it's just, hopefully it'll continue to go that way. We have no idea if it'll work or not. It may not work. It may backfire, but for right now, there are positive signs and I don't know why you'd be so negative about those signs, you know, well, sorry. <laughs> that's, no, that's, just, listen, that's just what I think. <laughs> no, listen, I totally, I totally agree with you. Like, don't get like guys. I, I don't think the bear, I'm not happy at losing games. I want to win every game. But you have to, and it's nothing to do with wearing fanboy glasses, it's to look at the situation and say, this is what we are. And we're just going to try everything we can to, 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 to be all we can be. Um, you know, and, and next year, 
once we, we and, and this is a question here from Jerry, the only thing he's worried about is, is how we draft and how we spend all that money. So, absolutely. So next year, that that's when I'll start worrying about more about losing games because we're we're having a high we have a high draft pick in the first round. Um you know, and that's another benefit of losing that game today is, is you have a higher draft pick than you would do if you'd have won. Um, and I'm also sorry, having Tony. all that money as well. You know, like if you're spending Just... that wisely and spending a lot of money and investing, then you're going to you're going to worry more about losing games because of the investment that you've made in the team. At this point, the investment that's been made has only just started with that Claypool trade. There hasn't been tons of high investment from Ryan Poles in terms of money or in terms of high draft picks yet. Sorry, no. Yeah, and sorry, yeah, no, no, apologies. Yeah, and and it's a very good point by Jerry. And as I said earlier, you know, when Poles and his front office went into the draft last year, they didn't have the whole year of scouting players for what they wanted. This is an important draft next year now, and it is big because they have been here now for a year, and they will, you know, they'll have their system in place, and they will then. It's important that they do identify and make good good picks in the draft. So it is going to be a big year. And the same free agents, you know, they've been here a year. They have a chance to scout players for their system. So it will be a very, very big offseason next year. So that that is a valid kind of question. It'll be interesting to see the kind of moves they make because there will be a bit of pressure on them now to actually, you know, for the majority of these big moves to, to work. Yeah, 100%. But, you know, as we are where we were at the start of the day, um, we've got an ascending team. We've got a quarterback that looks like he's going to fit the mold. And we've got closely fought, contested games. Um, so if we can continue on that, kind of root for the next uh, however many games are left, then great. And we're going to come up against teams that we're more likely to to pull out the wins against. They don't have high-flying offenses um, or, or, or great defenses like the Cowboys had. So, you know, we'll wait and see how that goes. But anyway... We'll leave it there for today. Um, we're going to have a kind of bigger review uh, show later on in the week. Um, we'll also have a couple other shows coming up uh, between now and the game next Sunday. Um, no, you get anything big planned for this week at all? No. Happy no. days. Exciting. You're glad Not to hear that those living a very exciting life. It's going to be, uh, I had to think about that, Tony. What have I got this weekend planned? No, not much. Work. That's it. Happy days. All right. Well, in that case, we'll finish it up there. But listen, thanks very much, guys, for tuning in. Um, just a reminder, please, please, please um, like, subscribe. Um, it helps the algorithm, all that jazz. We can get more people tuning in and watching the show. We've got loads of nonsense to speak, and people want to listen to our nonsense, apparently. So let's keep that going. Tell your friends about us. Tell you, you know, Invite people to listen to the show and watch the show. Share us on Facebook. Share us on Twitter. Um, and as I say, make sure that you hit the notification bell so that when the next time we're coming on, uh, you'll be able to get that notification straight to your phone. Um, but until we start looking forward to the Lions next week, um, all we can see for the moment is thank you very much and bear down, Chicago. Bear down. <laughs>